Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Here we go again. Here we go again. I can't do that because that's infringement. I know. Sorry, infringement? I won't sing that. Okay. <laughs> well, this is one. I think this is pretty cut and dry, but Mike and I, I know, disagree on it. So it's called the impeccability of Jesus Christ, or to put it simply, was it actually possible for Jesus to sin? And my viewpoint is, no way. Couldn't have done it. And I think that he could have, but he didn't. Correct. I agree. Jesus was without sin. And that point is um, irrefutable. But I believe he could have. And that was the beauty of him becoming man, human, and living this life and going through it and paying the price because he knew no sin. Okay, well, why don't we start at the beginning? Do you think there was a difference between Adam and Jesus? Well, obviously, we're all created uniquely. But God had the same plan for Adam, I think, was he didn't create Adam saying, I want you to sin. Right. He gave him the choice. He gave him the choice and he gave him the same options. He gave him uh, fellowship. He gave him a perfect creation. And yet Adam blew it. Totally did. We kind of really touched on that last episode. Um, totally blew it. But it says in the Bible that Jesus is the second Adam and the one that redeemed all. If one, If all could die because of one man, which was Adam... If death entered the world through one man, then life entered the world through one man who is Jesus. So he came and he did it right, but he still had to live the life of a baby, of a toddler, of a prepubescent teenager, of a teenager, of a man. And he had to do that all in human form, which meant that he had the likeness of all of our, our flaws, Otherwise, you wouldn't have been human. Okay. See, I think this is where we part ways. Because <laughs> <laughs> Adam didn't wasn't ever a baby, and he didn't and he didn't go through. This is know, true. Yes, right. He didn't go through his teenage years or anything like that. He came out whatever he was, twenty five, twenty, whatever he was. But we're saying he's a full grown man. We came when he was created. Side note. Would you would you agree with me? On that? I, I agree. I you know that's that's kind of what we're told in the Bible. We don't okay. get so. Did Adam have a belly button? See, I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I 
I know that it says that Adam was created in God's image, mm-hmm. not that he was God. See? Very true. And Jesus was fully God and fully man. Yes. So there is distinct difference there. There is there? distinct difference. I'm okay. not saying Adam and Jesus are the same on the same plane. Absolutely not. They're not even in the same ballpark. But Jesus took on humanity, which means he had the ability and capability of sin, just as Adam did. God didn't create Adam with the intention that he was going to sin. And so to take on humanity means that I have the free will to choose whether or not I'm going to obey God or disobey God. Right. But Adam didn't have... He had one less thing not going for him, and that was like he didn't have the divine nature. He wasn't God himself, and Jesus is. Jesus was. I believe that probably gave him some strength. He had the Holy Spirit. He was Jesus, and he was in fellowship with the Father. Yeah. So, but I still think, and I, you know, this is this is me, and this is how I see it. The the beauty of. Jesus becoming human was that he went through all the same struggles that you and I have to go through, and yet he overcame them through the power of his relationship with God. Right. He had to rely on the Holy Spirit. It wasn't that he came down and he could perform the miracles that he performed because he was God. He performed the miracles that he performed because of his relationship with the Father and his indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He relied on the same things that we had to in order to do life and be in fellowship with God. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you feel like God the Father can sin? No. God is God. God is God. Is so God not... the Father can't sin, but God, God, the, God the Son could. Now you're trying to understand the Trinity. No, I'm trying to understand you. So... So here's the thing is they're three in one yet separate entities. Okay. So, so one was capable of sin and the other two weren't? Well, Jesus became sin. So obviously there was some kind of capability of him being able to take it on and or choose. But because he did not choose, he was able to pay the price and be the perfect sacrifice for all of humanity and take on sin. And they were separated. So if you're saying that my argument doesn't hold up, well, God... The Father and Jesus, the Son, was completely separated from each other. And so, therefore, they're separate people, yet three in one. I know, but he was the perfect sacrifice, and sin was put upon him. Yes, because he chose not to sin, because he did it right. He was the perfect sacrifice to bridge the gap. Because he did it right. Right. But was he actually capable of sinning? I believe he... I think he could have. Why do you... I don't think there would have been the cosmic battle of the temptation of the wilderness if he wasn't. Why? With, with not, without his divine nature and just his human frailty, then I th- there's no way that he couldn't have sinned, you see? He had to have the divine nature. If you think, if, if you think about killing somebody, is that a sin? But you don't kill him. Uh... You think about it. So there's... I mean, I'm just saying the very thought of saying... Now we're getting you, into you, the... You envision... You know, you if envision you hate kill, your brother. You en, you en, yeah. If you envision killing someone and you're, and you're angry at them, so, so is this, that a sin? Is if, that in and of itself? If I'm holding the grudge and I'm... And I'm doing, Jesus says, you know, if you hate your brother and you have hold anger, if you hold a grudge, then that's the same as killing them. But I believe, you know, if that thought passes through your head and it's like, oh my goodness, why am I thinking that? 
and you're not entertaining it in that sense, okay. I don't believe that's a sin, but entertaining it and trying to live it out and letting it consume your mind, even if you don't do it, is the sin. Can you sin unconsciously? Yeah. Okay. Could Jesus sin unconsciously? Hmm. Obviously not. No, he couldn't. Well, and then there's, but there's also the, that, hmm, there's stuff in the Bible that talks about the unconscious sin is forgiven. The, it's the repetitious intentional sin that is the problem. Okay, let's assume that a guy's married and he has a dream where he's cheating on his wife. Is he sinning? I don't believe so. Okay. Would Jesus have that type of dream? Mm, I think he absolutely could have. You think he would? You think and he his, was human? He, he would have a dream like that, that where, where a, a, a sinful act was taking place in his dream. I can't say yes or no. I don't know. I can't give you that Well, answer. no, we can't say yes but or no. But I can we tell you that if he took on humanity and he had all the same temptations and all the same physical problems that men have. Um, I can't but say But there's a major difference though, Mike. He doesn't have the sin nature. He's not born with the sin neither nature. Neither was Adam. He, he, neither was but Adam. he wasn't divine though. Jesus was. But that doesn't matter. He wasn't born with the sin nature. He wasn't born with the sin nature. Sin was introduced and he failed the test. And he he had a chance, but he blew it. And yeah. Jesus did not. Right. But he had the divine nature going for him. But he took on humanity and gave up the That's divine tr- nature to true, become man. One has to supersede the other. And which do you think is more powerful, the divine nature or his humanity? See, in my mind, and, and in my mind, it makes it almost less than saying, well, he cheated. Well, I think that's a really. I, that's a, I that's, that's a, a really that's a crass way, way of saying it, it is, but it's, it's, it is, I don't like to look at it. It that essentially way at all. is. It's like saying, "Well, I uh, I'm going to do something that I'm going to say is completely impossible and unattainable for you." But yet Jesus tells us to go out and be like him, to pray, to have a relationship with the Father, to depend on the Holy Spirit, to live all the days in the way that he is showing the disciples to do it. If it was completely unattainable and he knew that, that's a totally unfair thing to even be asking. He wasn't asking. That's not the reason he came. He, he came to show us how to have life and to have life abundantly. He, he showed he did us. Not, his, his, his main goal and main purpose wasn't to come here and say, hey, look, you can do life without sinning. And you can, you can all do what I'm doing. You can live life. You can live life perfectly he, and never. He showed sin. the he disciples. Never, he never said that. He he, he didn't he say never you could said that, because that we started out saying you know that. I do know his purpose was to come and show us how to do it. it he was a, a, an example, yes, but he never said, "Hey, you know, you guys can do the same thing I'm doing." I'm not. I sin. think he did say that. He said, "You will go out and and do even greater things than I'm doing." Well, miracle wise, yes, but the, he, never, he, he never said, "Hey, you guys are you guys don't." You don't you have to choose sin you because guys of won't me. Sin. I mean, you don't. You don't have to choose sin. He never. He never. No, said I'm not saying you guys can be we're perfect. really getting into this Calvinistic. You're going to be un, unsinnable. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he showed us how to depend on God and the Holy Spirit in such a way that we don't have to live life the way the world shows us we have to live. That was the whole purpose of his plan with Israel. That was the whole purpose of setting them apart and making them holy. Holy just meant set apart. That was the purpose of the law, was to not be the same as everybody else. They couldn't do it because of their sin nature and the lack of the Holy Spirit being poured out on all flesh. Jesus came and gave us that and says, this is how you do it. Watch me. 
Now you have the ability to be different. His, you know, his purpose was to bridge the gap from original sin that, Absolutely. Adam, that Adam caused. Absolutely. It, it wasn't to say, hey, anybody can do what I'm doing. And no, you I'm saying he gave us the example. But if it's completely he, and yes, utterly he, unattainable. He's a, he's, a, he's a good example. But yet, no one, no one can go without sinning. Right. But if I can't, never says that. But if I can't continue to improve my relationship and my um, my ability to say no to sin, then what's the point? Yes, and I I think it's you know it's a it's a good philosophy to say hey try to be better today than you were yesterday. I can try. You can try to be better today than you were yesterday. Of course you can. I can I can do a little bit of trying. Be closer to God today than you were yesterday. There we go. Yeah. Which could be the same thing. <laughs> the closer I get to God, <laughs> yes, and the more dependent correct. on the Holy Spirit that I get, the better I seem to become. The more I try, the worse I get. If God the Father couldn't sin, then God the Son can't sin either. Now, does He have all the components there? Does He have Does He have uh, the mind and the eyes and the, all the senses to to know? Hey, those are those are are things that I shouldn't be doing, or you know, I you know the hanging around with, you know, having lustful thoughts about a prostitute or whatever it was, or, you know, getting angry with someone that has punched him in the face. Or defiled the temple. Right. Exactly. But he couldn't have sinned. His divine nature wouldn't let him sin. I believe his relationship with God was so strong. That's how he did not sin because he spent every day. I can't imagine what his life growing up looked like. Because he knew the scripture better than the Pharisees did, the teachers, the rabbis. Right. He knew the scripture better than them. Yet, even in that process, he asked questions and learned. He didn't just learn how to go and find quiet places to pray. That was his lifestyle. He depended on God the Father and the relationship that he had with him by going out and spending hours and days with the Father and when he was baptized, it's one of the most vivid, beautiful pictures of the Trinity becoming one. God opening heaven and saying, this is my son whom I am well pleased. And right. the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus. That is all three right there. I completely agree. Now, I believe it was his relationship and his, his example and his continued devotion to God that allowed him to overcome sin. Okay, do you think you having a stray thought about something that you shouldn't be thinking about as a sin. No, you don't. I think that's why Paul says, take every thought captive and bring it to the thoughts of Christ. I have to take those thoughts and I can't let them become the consuming thought because that's what leads to sin. If I let something in my mind, a stray thought that starts to, that's, that's the seed, right? That's the seed of sin. Let's say, let's say as an alcoholic, I have a thought that I want to drink. I need a beer. Well, that's going to continue to happen. Is that a sin? No. Now, if I entertain that thought and I start to let it grow, if I start to let it become something bigger and it's all I can think about, is that the sin? Okay, let me ask you this. Is that going to cause me to say, I am not going to fight this anymore because the thought is so big, that's all I can think about. I'm going to go out and get a beer. That's giving I'm not, in. I'm not saying having a beer is a sin. I'm not either, but it's just the example because because uh, let's let's put let's it, have a, a let's, stray thought. Let's talk about something that we actually think is. Do you think saying a cuss word out loud is a sin? I'm not sure. 
Really? Okay. Do you? It depends. S- okay. Do you say you know if you said out loud to a, to another woman, I I I want to I want to have an affair with you? Do you think that's a sin? Well, that's kind of taking a, an action step. Yeah. Okay, but if you just said it and you're and you just had the thought, you never said it. Would that be a sin? Depends on how long you entertain it. See, lusting after I the think woman. impure thoughts are totally sin. Saying a cuss word in your head is just like saying a cuss word out loud. That's a sin. I'm sorry, Mike. These are sins. And I'm saying Christ never had an impure thought. How do you know? Because he's God. He's completely God. Does it, did he tell you that? Did he tell you he never had a stray thought as a human being? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Did he say tell that. you that? He, do, he doesn't say that. An impure thought is a sin. That's what I'm saying to you. An impure thought is a sin. Would you agree or disagree? Again, it depends on where I take it because the battle is in your mind. Yeah, the I temptations, know it is, the but temptations. He's God. So it says temptation isn't sin. So the impure thought well, is a temptation. So if the temptation is the sin, then that means that Jesus would have sinned because he was tempted. And he had to have been thinking of the things that Satan was tempting him with. Well, so. Otherwise, yeah, I, he was I, just going. Right, just hearing the, the thought, I was like, "Hey, I know you're really hungry. Why don't you turn these loaves into uh, these stones into bread, and then and you can eat, and then you can." And what do you think he thought at that moment? Man, I am really hungry, and you know, I could do that. But this is the devil I'm talking to, too, and I'm God, mm. and I'm and I made everything that he sees, and so this. I'm is, sure that helped. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally helped. But he still had the thought because he's he's. The devil's saying that mm, the Jesus, temptation Jesus, came. Jesus, oh, the temptation came. Jesus created the devil. Yeah, but the temptation came and Jesus had the thought. Well, you can't just, say that he didn't because otherwise that because means he's he, not human. Just because he hears the words now doesn't mean you're that contradicting just because, yourself. Just because he hears the words that someone else says doesn't mean that he's sinning. But he had the thought. That's what Satan does to you. When he throws those thoughts at you, that's how he tempts you is in your mind. He tempts you with a thought. You're saying that Jesus didn't have a thought. No, I'm not saying that. You I'm are saying that he because you're saying that if the thought, thought you're saying that if the thought of the temptation is I'm the sin, he he didn't. Then sin. Jesus couldn't have had that thought. I am saying that if you are sitting there visualizing yourself having an affair with someone and you're totally in, like in, I said, in your yeah, heart, yeah, that's a sin. absolutely. It yeah. depends on how far you entertain it. Yes. Jesus says lusting after a woman is the same as having the affair. Right. But the simple thought process, the beginning thought, and that's why Paul says, and we're going to go back to Paul because Paul does have some really good things to say. Take every thought captive. Correct. It means I cannot let them run crazy in my mind. Yes, but the initial thought of the temptation is not the sin. Otherwise, right. I'll agree with that. Sure. Otherwise, yes, but his tempted, I'm going to put air quotes here, his temptation and our temptation, I think there's more than a subtle difference. Whose temptation? When I am tempted, I can almost guarantee you that I take it further than Jesus ever would. Well, yeah, we sinned. Yeah, I know, but he's got the divine nature going for him and then I don't. And he didn't come. He didn't come here to say, "Hey, the look, same all of you guys. This, there isn't. There's nothing to it. You guys. You guys can all be perfect too." He didn't say that. He says, "I am here. I am here to pay for your sins because I know your human frailties will not permit you to be perfect like I am perfect." And he also so said, "I am here to be the sacrifice for you because Adam jacked up the whole thing." But he also said, "I've come to give you life and life abundantly." 
Yes. Yes. Now, not when you die. Yes, you have to make the choice to have a relationship with him. Yes. But that means life, and that means that I can live the same joyful life that Jesus did. Not, obviously, I've already sinned, so I've already screwed it up. I'm not going to be without sin, but I can live a joyful, abundant, full life, just as Jesus showed me in relationship with God, choosing him over sin. I'm still, yes, absolutely, probably going to screw it up. But he gave us the example of how to do it. Why do you think that we teach so that many wasn't spirits? That was his main goal, though. I believe that was very... That is not, that was, the, that is not the main goal. For his, him to be an example was not the main goal. Then why did he spend three years doing ministry? Why didn't he just go straight to the cross? Why didn't he just die? He had to reveal who he was. He had to have his disciples go out and preach the, preach the word, and he had to start the church, and he had to. This was this was a brand. Why didn't new he thing. just tell them to go do it? If he wasn't doing an example, if he wasn't showing them how to okay, do it, they okay, did let, it just like he did it. Let me ask. Let me ask you this: And why it was it only three years? Why didn't he do it for ten years or twenty years? It was just three. Why? Why didn't he do it? For, wouldn't it have been more impactful if he did it for ten or twenty? Because he knows that he's one man. He was human. And he said, it's better that I go away so that all of you can have the same spirit that I have right now. He said it. Right. It's better that I go away so that you can actually do what I've called you to do because you need the Holy Spirit. You need the same spirit that lives in me right now. You need him. And if I go away, I can send him to you. Right. His goal wasn't to be the, the example for us. His goal was to be a sacrifice for us. I believe it was a both and. Yes, I was both. I, I know. I know you feel that way. The most important thing was him being the sacrifice for our sins and to save and save us and bridge the gap back to back to God and to redeeming to and restoring restore, and reconciling, yes, reconciling humanity, humanity, which means exactly. he had to show us what that meant. Otherwise, he would have died, and we'd have continued to live in the Pharisees' world, the law, because nobody showed us different. He did. I know, but his divine nature would it would make it impossible for him to sin. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> We're not going to see eye to eye on this one, are we? We're not going to. It's just not going to work, and that's okay. I love the look you have for me right now. It's almost. Utter <laughs> I think disgust. we should go to video or something. <laughs> oh my goodness this is the beauty of having hard conversations real things that really matter these are real things that really matter and this one really does matter and you know what listeners out there dozens and dozens of you who how, how many ever it is there are churches out there that if you if you goof up on this issue they won't let you be a pastor there's a lot of churches that won't let me be a pastor right well you know what i think you're a great pastor the thing that i want to really before we before we get down to where it's too late and we can't do this, I want to I want to make the point that I know Jesus did not sin and was the perfect sacrifice for us. Of course, He has bridged the gap. I know you think that. I know he think is that. salvation. No one comes to the Father except through Him. That's correct, and that was His main goal. And <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me that one or not? Okay, no? that was the ultimate. Goal. Okay, that was the ultimate goal. Ultimate Thank you. Goal. Thank you, Mike, for giving me that one. I I feel somewhat vindicated now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the bottom line. Right now, was he also a great example? Yes, of course he was. The perfect example. Does me believing 
that he could have sinned but chose not to and you believing he could not sin and was impossible for him to sin change the fact that he is still the savior of the world? No. It doesn't change it at all. He still died for our sins. He was sinless. He is the Lamb of God, the Son of the Most High. He was perfect. He was perfect. And right. He, and he is alive and sitting at the right hand of God. Right. Well, let me let me put a sports analogy onto it for you. Like, let's say... Oh, no, I'm not going to go... We're, I'm saying that I, I. that's our point. We right. agree Jesus is the way. Yeah, I think, you know, if you were to ask Mike Michael Jordan or something, hey, have you ever missed a free throw? And he'd say, of course I have. And you could ask him, well, was it possible that you you couldn't have missed that free throw? I mean, was it, was it in your capability to not miss it? And he would say, well, yeah, I suppose. If I'd concentrated a little bit better, if I'd done my fundamentals, I, I suppose. I, mm-hmm. But I think he would think it would also be unreasonable for him to be 100% in his free throws for his whole career. Yeah. I'm not saying that we can be perfect. Well, it kind of sounds like you're saying that Jesus was the example and that we should be able to be perfect like he was. No, no, no. We should follow him. Okay, we should follow his example, but I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying that, that absolutely, I am not perfect. I need to make that very clear. And there's nobody that can come along and be perfect. I'm saying he gave us the example of how to do it well. What perfection looks like. Yes. How to do it well. The more important thing, and just as he prayed in the garden, the high priestly prayer in John 17, and he prays for the believers, his disciples, and all future believers. And he says, I pray that they can become one just as you and I are one. His desire is that we do it like he does. Jesus prayed that. John 17, read it. The high priestly prayer before he goes to the cross. Right. I'm not saying we can be perfect on this earth. We've screwed it up already. Right. But he gave us the example of what a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, through his blood looks like. And what to try to strive for is a close, deep, intimate, personal relationship. And that's what he showed us with prayer, with the lifestyle, with the action through his faith, through the power of miracles and proclamation of God's word. Well, yes, but the main thing, though, is that if you screw up, there's a way out. Yeah. There's a way out, and it's through Jesus. And He's the he did it perfectly. And his divine nature, I'm sorry, had a lot to do with that. And that's, been, <laughs> and, and that's just the truth. And when you screw up, it's not over. Absolutely. You don't have, you don't have to sit there and, and beat yourself to death over it. You can ask for forgiveness. Yes. The guilt and the shame needs to be lifted. Yeah. Because that's what God Jesus doesn't want you to live to your take. life with guilt and shame. Now, he wants very, you to have a relationship with his son. Very, and he wants you to be he wants you to be vindicated and, and dressed in white. And he doesn't see you as a sinner if you're one of his if you're one of his his children and you yes. have a relationship with his son. Absolutely. You're washed in Jesus' blood and you are perfect as Jesus in God's eyes. Yes. And that is a very important thing that, that yes, absolutely. I do agree with that. Through Jesus Christ, we are all redeemed and reconciled to God. 
It doesn't mean we won't still screw up, even if we're I'm, saved. I still screw up. Right. Just ask my wife. <laughs> I will. Next time I see her, oh, I probably ask will. Her. I probably and will. And she'll shake her head and have probably almost the same look you have for me right now. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've uh, I think we've covered this one pretty well. Don't you think so, Mike? Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. It's been real. You want to close us out? Because this has been real things that really matter. Yeah, let's... Uh, Sure. I, um, I like closing with prayer. That was a very good thing. I think we're going to do that. Okay, go ahead. God, thank you for Matt, for me, for your son, for the ability to talk and have real conversations. I thank you that you are in this, and I pray that you, know, you reveal who you are in each of our lives, me, Matt, and the listeners that are, that are tuning in. Uh, reveal yourself in a real way that, that gives us a desire to dig deep and grow that intimate personal relationship with you. Thank you for your son and, and Jesus that you've given us that chance and for giving us your spirit to live a joyful, empowered life. Be with us and continue to teach us and guide us and give us wisdom and all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.